Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. The BYU Cougars need a turning point after a last-minute loss to Notre Dame. BYU's hopes of victory almost certainly ride on gaining a yard BYU so they can come back and play with the best of them. He's going to go 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! And the Cougs are right back in it. Will quarterback Jaron Hall be healthy? Yeah, everybody's dinged up. Everyone has a thing. Contrary to popular belief, no shoulder injury. Will the vaunted BYU receiving core be back in action? We may have to go into the depth a little bit, but there's a lot of guys that we can count on and, and hopefully try to get miles back. Today, it's the Cougars and Razorbacks. You're listening to KSL Special Extended Pre-Game Coverage. Brought to you by our partners at UCCU. Here are Mitch Harper and Matt Baimonte. Oh, these game days are always a special time. It's, it's hard to believe that it's already the seventh game day this season for BYU football. It's the first game of the second half of the year. And extended pre-game coverage is always brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union, UCCU. UCCU offers home equity lines of credit with no fees or closing costs. UCCU, love where you bank. BYU and Arkansas kick off at 1.30 p.m. here on KSL. We'll have you covered on kslsports.com. And, Matt, uh, you know, this is, it's very rare that an SEC team plays a non-conference road game out west. It's even more rare for them to even just play a non-conference road game, period. Yeah. Uh, but then you add the fact that it's an October game. This is very unusual for the Hawks. Very unusual. And they're, they should be thankful, too, that this is at 1.30 because if this was a, is a late game, they'd be getting home in the morning. But head coach of the Razorbacks, Sam Pittman, here's his thoughts on playing this unusual game in the middle of the SEC conference schedule. Well, in all the SEC places I've been, that's, it's been abnormal. You know, it's not normal. Normally, it's an in-conference home game, you know. But uh, it's the schedule. We're going to embrace it. and uh, But, it, yeah, it's different. The, the, the great thing is it's not a night game. It's their homecoming and all those things, a whiteout and all that kind of stuff. But if you're going to have one that goes up to Utah, uh, this is the perfect weekend to have it. 
That's head coach of the Razorbacks, Sam Pittman. And good commentary here. I, lo- I love the head coach battle here, Pittman versus Kalani. Just two, I think, very well-liked, respected head coaches in college football. He always is uh, good for a good sound clip, Mitch. He is. And I'm always uh, curious, like, what – why these coaches just think, oh, my goodness, how dare we ever travel for a road game? It's amazing how in the SEC they just view like they, they should never leave for any sort of road game ever. Uh, it's like, I mean, you look at Arkansas, their history in the non-conference, they don't win road games uh, out, outside their, their league. So uh, there's an opportunity here for BYU to take down an SEC team, and credit to Tom Homo for getting a – SEC team to come into Provo midseason. This this series was lined up back in 2018, and and BYU will return the visit to Fayetteville next year in year one of the Big 12 Conference era. But uh, I, I think this is a cool series, and I always love when BYU plays SEC teams because I'm sure there'll be a nice contingent of Hog fans here in this sellout crowd at uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So uh, should be a fun day. And one of the big storylines for BYU, as you heard in that intro, was Jaron Hall. And Jaron, last week, it's it's no surprise, he was not his typical self. I know that Jaron tried to say, no injury, 100%, I'm okay. No, he was not fine. He was, I mean, you watch that first pass, you go, Okay, yes, it's an interception, which is not Jaron Hall, period. He never throws interceptions. And then, two, there was just no arm strength in that first quarter. He looked completely lost. And, well, we got more insight, finally, on on, Jer- on, Aaron, on Jaron Hall. Earlier in the well, week, Well, I guess Aaron- I'm sure the word is out. He, he was banged up from the Utah State game and didn't practice really at all last week. And, and then I thought in the game it definitely wasn't his best game. He played he – played, like a guy who didn't practice, you know, I think uh, he still he still made some great plays that gave us a chance, especially in the second half. You know, practice reps are important, and fortunately this week he's he's hasn't missed any reps this week, and he's I think I expect him to be ready to play on Saturday. Let's hope he's ready to play because this BOU football team, especially offensively when he was healthy, was a dang good offense. And after that performance against Notre Dame, their their total offense has slipped to 59th. In the country, so I was someone who thought last year they were going to be building upon what was a top twenty-five offense, maybe even being top ten with all the weapons they've had. But injuries to Puka, and injuries to Gunner, uh, Dallin Holker leaving the program, Jaron Hall banged up. They just have not been at full strength. And if if Jaron Hall is not at full strength, Mitch, I don't see how they win this football game. He, he has to be someone who, prior to the Notre Dame game, threw for more than two hundred and fifty yards in nine previous games but last week the passing attack was not there the running attack I guess the silver lining was the running attack was better I thought there was some some life with the run game but they need that pass game against a woeful pass defense by the hogs they need it to be back to what we saw in the first five weeks of the season this BYU offense has been underperforming this year and I think what we've learned through the first half of the season is that Jaron Hall has masked a lot of the issues for BYU Uh, Because you look across the board on the offense, running backs, underperforming. Offensive line, underperforming. Tight ends, not really getting involved. We'll hear from Isaac Rex coming up a little bit later about what can be done to get the tight ends more involved. I think the wide receivers are are meeting expectations, maybe then some. Uh, But everyone else, I I just think that, you know, Jaron Hall, he's the key piece to making BYU's offense go. And I thought it was pretty noteworthy last week that despite – Jaron not practicing at all, there was no consideration to go to the backup quarterback. It's noteworthy. 
And, and I, I, I mean, it is. It, I think that, you know, Jaron was not going to be pulled from that opportunity to play Notre Dame in Las Vegas. That was a huge stage for him. But at the same time, he just wasn't at his best. And I think in that first half, BYU ends up with 48 yards of total offense against Notre Dame. It's, it's just like that's not, the, for him individually, his best film for NFL evaluators. But then, too, it's not good for the team. And BYU did not have that Baylor-Romney to turn to because so many times last year, BYU had that safety net with Romney where, okay, Jaron, you're not feeling good this week. We'll go to Baylor. Uh, we saw this last year when BYU played Boise State. Jaron was banged up, and then late in the week, he then rises up and becomes the starter again. It's just it's an interesting note because I look at this season as Jaron Hall's last. He hasn't formally said that yet, but he's on the Senior Bowl watch list. I think he's going to be an NFL draft pick next year. Who's the next man in the building? Who's the next face of BYU football at quarterback? I don't know if that guy is there uh, maybe right now. Uh, maybe it's Jacob Conover, but I thought that was noteworthy, and there's a pretty big drop-off after Jaron Hall to quarterback number two. The thing that I found so interesting in that game, considering that they, they did not want to go to Jacob Conover, Aaron Roderick said that wasn't much of a discussion, was if Jaron Hall was more banged up than we were let on, it makes you wonder maybe some of the play calling by Aaron Roderick. It was a little puzzling at times. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.